So is that enough going to be a duck? Is he not going to be a duck? Is he going back to Vegas? Where is he going? What's going on with that trade? We'll talk about that in last night's game. Let's hit it. You're locked on ducks. Your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade, and thank you for making this your first listen of the day. A reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, etc., etc. And this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you. So we've got a lot to talk about today. Yesterday I went through all the trades fairly quickly because there was a lot of them. And I do want to get into the depth about these trades, the meat and potatoes about it, later on in the week. I still do. I was kind of hoping I would get to that today, but there's a bit of drama on one of those trades. And it would be the last trade that took place apparently just under the gun. But hold on, maybe not so fast. Because it turns out that one of those trades um, might not be valid. What, what do we mean by that? If you recall, yesterday afternoon, the Ducks traded with their rivals, the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights were going to receive the contracts of Ryan Kessler and John Moore. Kessler is on long-term IR. He's done playing hockey. John Moore just got traded three days prior. The Ducks would have gotten a conditional second-round pick and also would have acquired Evgeny Dadunov, which is basically a salary dump for the Vegas Golden Knights. Hopefully, the Ducks will find some of that magic that Dadunov used to have. Or do they? Not so fast, because this little gem came fairly early this morning, or fairly late last night rather, and this was first from the Vegas Golden Knights Twitter themselves. This is the statement that they issued last night. Quote, We have become aware of an issue with respect to the trade. We have been consulting with the league office. We will provide further information once it becomes available. End quote. Ooh, this is pretty spicy. So backing up to last season, Dadnov was traded to the Vegas Golden Knights by the Ottawa Senators on July 28th, 2021. So this is very key to this dispute because here is what Elliot Friedman had to say. This was via his Twitter moments after. Quote, Here, as I understand it, is the issue with Dadunov. According to multiple sources, his contract indicates he cannot be traded without first being allowed to submit a 10-team no-trade list. It also says the list for this year must be submitted by July 1st, 21st. So where is this going? Dadunov was traded to Vegas on July 28th. The claim is the paperwork was filed before that. Hmm. So the questions are, is there documentation and was it disclosed on the July trade call? So this is now officially an NHL and NHL players, an NHL PA issue. Here's what he's saying. He was adamant that the no trade list was filed on time. And apparently... The Ducks were on that no-trade list. Well, first off, why would you not want to play with the Ducks and an exciting player like Trevor Zeke? Okay, there's probably a bunch of reasons why he wouldn't want to play with the Anaheim Ducks. I mean, it does make the Ducks look bad, but it makes the Vegas Golden Knights look ten times worse. 
because, you know, now that this trade is supposedly in limbo right now and might actually be voided, this is, okay, this is kind of a big deal for the Ducks because now they lose out on getting Dadunov and having a pretty solid, I mean, fairly solid top nine guy. He could provide some offense for the rest of this season, albeit 17 games. However, on Vegas' side, this looks way, 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 way worse. Because we saw this morning, and I did tweet about this from David Pagnotta, speaking with a contact at the NHLPA, the expectation is the Dadunov trade should be voided. Nothing official yet. So there's still a little bit at play here as to what's going to happen in this whole Dadunov situation. It's sounding like it is going to get voided. And what's going to happen with the Ducks? Well, the Ducks just lose out on that second round pick. You know, that's whatever. They get back Ryan Kessler. They get back John Moore. So, you know, that that's kind of a whatever deal. The Ducks just don't get that player. There are 17 games left. They're pretty much out of the playoffs anyway. So it doesn't matter as much for the Ducks. But for the Vegas Golden Knights, their interdivision rival, this could hurt them immensely. Because Vegas is already kind of toying around with their salary cap as it is. In fact, this was a cap dump. Getting rid of Dadunov meant that they would have been able to get one of their players off of LTIR. And here's who's on LTIR right now. There's, as of this moment, Max Pacioretty, Robin Leonard, Riley Smith, Braden McNabb. Braden McNabb, that's kind of a whatever thing. Dadunov's contract is for over five. You have Riley Smith, Robin Leonard, Max Pacioretty. And this is a big, big deal for Vegas because they could have taken off one of those guys from LTIR and Dadunov wouldn't have been, he would have been gone. So imagine that you're Dadunov. You have two options. You could trade to a team that you did not want to be traded to, or you can just return to a team that just, you know, tried to get rid of you for more than it paid for you. Like they're trying to get rid of you. That's got to suck for Dadunov. Like I'm sure in his mind, he's going, this really sucks. But something else about this little twist you cannot activate a player from long-term injured reserve unless you have the cap space to do so. And if this trade gets voided, then the Vegas Golden Knights would not have the cap space. I'll repeat that. You cannot activate a player from the LTIR if you don't have the cap space. So if they don't have the cap space, they cannot activate anyone from LTIR. Oh, also another little twist to this. You also cannot keep a player on LTIR once they're cleared. So if one of those guys clears before the season ends and Dodonov is still on the block, then what could happen? Well, therefore, this goes into this scenario where you have to make the cap space available by any means necessary. And that could even mean getting, you know, like dumping a player on your roster. That's what it could mean. So Vegas might be forced to dump someone from their roster in order to make room to get someone off of LTIR. That is a really big deal because that means they would have to somehow get rid of one of those higher priced players. Right now, the higher priced players, in other words, the players that are making above $5 million, you have Alex Petrangelo, 
Jack Eichel, Wild Bill, William Carlson, Jonathan Marcheseau, Dadanov, and Shea Theodore. Can you imagine if the Ducks get back Shea Theodore after all this? I mean, that'd just be hilarious. Oh, and those names that I mentioned, they all have term on their contracts left. So they're going to run into this same issue next season as well. Ooh, that's really going to hurt the Vegas Golden Knights big time. And I could hear the Ducks fans just kind of laughing in the background. They are having a ball with this mess that Vegas has created for themselves. Now, there's no avoiding that Dadnall would have to sit the rest of the season if the Vegas Golden Knights have to keep him, then they'll have to sit. His no-trade clause doesn't prevent him from being traded somewhere else or being waived. So he could still be waived. He could still be traded after the trade deadline. But there's a twist to that. If a player gets traded after de- the deadline, then they are no longer eligible to play for the rest of that season or in the playoffs. I don't know if any team is going to do Vegas any favors, especially any team in the West. I think at this point, it sounds like it's probably going to be voided and it is going to really mess up Vegas. And this is a team that came out their first season and basically did what they did. And now you have some new people in the front office. You have your fifth season coming up and look how far... The mighty have fallen. Mm. I'm, I'm kind of chuckling inside my head like, mm, you hate to see it. Yeah, Ducks fans love to see this. So maybe Vegas won't be so good after all. Oh, and by the way, Vegas does play tonight. They play against the Winnipeg Jets. As of right now, Dadanov kind of is a member of the Ducks, but it could be voided. So let's see what Vegas does tonight. I don't think they'll be able to get anyone off of LTIR just yet. So they're going to stick with what they have. And by the way, Vegas is playing a very good Winnipeg Jets team. Hey, what if Winnipeg wins tonight? Then guess what that means? Winnipeg will be two points back of Vegas, and Vegas is clinging to that final wildcard spot. Hey, Vegas might not even make the playoffs for all we know. So this is something that we're kind of chuckling about, and you love to see it. But the situation is just so sticky and it kind of sucks for all parties around. I mean, would the Ducks like to get another pick? Absolutely. Would they like to get Dadanov? Yeah, they would. But Dadanov does not want to go to Anaheim. He's executed that 10-team list. The whole thing just sucks for Vegas. Only mildly sucks for Anaheim. But it's not the end of the world for the Ducks. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, you got to feel for John Moore and all this. Where the heck is he going to go? Is he going to go to Vegas? Is he going to go to Anaheim after just being traded from Anaheim? Or to Anaheim and then from Anaheim and then could go back to Anaheim? Like, where's where's that guy going to go? It's all hilarious. So that is what's going on as of right now. I would expect to hear something either tonight or early tomorrow if this trade gets voided or not. And it's kind of trending in the direction that it's going to get voided. So do keep an eye out for all of that. All right, we're going to talk about last night's game momentarily. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is where the game starts. And Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. And hey, March Madness is upon us. So once again, if you're going to put any bets on 
who's going to advance to the Elite Eight. Hey, you know what? You could be really crazy and say, you know what? I'm going to put some money down on 11th seeded Iowa State. Or you could be really bold and put some money on 15th seeded St. Peter's. St. Peter's. I cannot believe St. Peter's is in the Sweet 16. Imagine if you had put some money on St. Peter's over the weekend for both games. You would have made a jackpot. So if you want to check out the latest lines, head over to betonline.net, either on your mobile device or on your computer. Once again, that's BetOnline, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And I just want to point out something that I said in the previous segment. I said that Donov made over $5 million. That's a mistake. It actually is exactly $5 million on the cap hit. So, hey, the Ducks wouldn't mind utilizing some of their immense cap space that they have right now. The Ducks are barely above the cap floor as we speak. In fact, they've got so many guys that they traded away that they were just paying a lot of money for. And now they're all gone. Raquel's gone. Lindholm is gone. I mean, their highest paid players. Here's their three highest players. John Gibson, 6.4. Cam Fowler, 6.5. Adam Henrique, 5.8. That's it. And then you have the Donov fourth on that list. If he sticks around. Uh, One item that I want to get to before talking about last night's game. And that has to do with Jakob Silverberg who is going to be out for a while. He might be out for the rest of the season with a blood clot. And I think I read that the blood clot may have been in his leg. So, you know, we send our well wishes to Jakob Silverberg. You know, hope he recovers from that. It it does it does suck for the Ducks because Silverberg is such a tremendous player to have. So you lose that alternate captain and it stinks. Actually, here's what it is. It's he's not going to skate for 2 weeks. And the staff from the Ducks hasn't ruled out a return this season. And it's a blood clot in the right leg. I want to confirm which leg it was before I talk about it more. Um, With him being out, his status is week to week. And he's hoping to return by the end of the season. So we'll see what happens. But I mean, there's not going to be a whole lot of concern because the Ducks are almost out of the playoff hunt as it is. So there's not going to be a huge rush to bring him back right now. Um, Just a tough situation. Hope for the best for Jakob and hope he comes back soon. So with that being said, the Ducks, they had a game to play last night against the Nashville Predators. And guess who wore an A last night? Just take a wild guess. You ready? The Elite One seed, Derek Grant. Let me repeat that. Derek Grant wore a letter in last night's game against the Nashville Predators. I bet you didn't see that coming, did you? I don't think anyone saw that coming. Oh, oh, yeah, Jakob, Derek. Yep, just tossing around A's. But, hey, you know what? I would say if one guy was really looking forward to wearing the A, it was, of course, Derek Grant because he scored not one but two, two goals in last night's game. Despite the fact that they did not win the game, hey, you know what? Good for Derek Grant. Getting two goals kind of helps his psyche a little bit. First period, I mean, he scored the first goal pretty quickly 
and then Roman Yossi, it was Roman Yossi time again. And then Nashville's power play just got hot very quickly. They scored not one, not two, but three. Three power play goals. The Ducks' penalty killing has just not been that good. It got that much worse without Josh Manson in there. Yeah, it, it looked bad. Nashville was 3-4-5 on the power play. The Ducks were outshot 31-29 once again. And the Ducks were also getting outhit too. I mean, without Nicola, Nicholas Delorier there, there's just guys getting pummeled left and right. And you had some of the big guys out there. You had Janot out there. You had Trinan out there. You had Coonan out there. You had McCarran out there. You know, these guys are just laying out hits left and right. And they were just scoring at will. One very good thing about this game is Troy Terry, who scored his 30th goal of the season. We'll talk about that a little bit more momentarily. But, you know, Derek Grant's two goals, good for him. Derek Grant has 11 goals this season. I'll repeat that as well. Derek Grant has 11, 11 goals this season. That's almost a career high. His career high was two seasons ago where he scored 15 goals between the Ducks and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Hey, you know what? Derek Grant, he could get more than 15 goals this season. It could be a career high. Yay. Yeah. So there you go. The Elite 1C back at it once again. Double-digit goals for the third time in his career. But it was more of the Nashville Predators. Matt Duchesne, that guy was on one. He had three points in last night's game. But the player of the game, and this was not close, Philip Forsberg. Philip Forsberg got two goals in the third period. He got his 34th and 35th goals of the season. And... Three assists. He had a five-point night. Ooh. He did look good out there. But, you know, another loss for the Ducks. Six to three in favor of Nashville. The Ducks are currently at 500. They've got 65 points in 65 games. They're at 500. They currently sit seven points out of a playoff spot. At this point, with only 17 games left, it might be too little too late. The Ducks do have a not-so-easy schedule. I mean, they have an easy-ish schedule coming up the rest of the month. But after that, it is just super, super, super tough. So we'll talk about that, too, after the second intermission. But first, let's quickly talk about rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. Whether you drive a Toyota like myself, maybe you drive a Chevy. Hey, maybe you drive a Kia. Well, guess what? Rock Auto has all the parts for you. They've been family owned and operated for over two decades. And why pay full price when you could pay, you know, half or less than half of that? You know, you shouldn't have to pay so much from a chain store where you could spend so much less at rockauto.com. So once again, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And in the How Did You Hear About Us box, tell them that Locked on Ducks sent you. Once again, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. After the second intermission, we're going to talk about Troy Terry. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome. 
Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and I've my dog is back, finally back in the studio. She is exactly three feet away from me, just kind of lying down looking at me. She kind of, I think she loves hearing me just talk. It kind of gives her a sense of calm. So everyone say hi to Daisy in the background. She's back and healthy for now. All right. So once again, thank you all for the kind wishes you sent over the weekend. She's doing fine right now. She's back home. All right. So I know that Daisy loves her some Troy Terry. In fact, every time Troy Terry scores a goal, she hears the goal horn and kind of like perks an ear up. Like, oh, there's a goal. There's another one. Well, Troy Terry becomes the first Duck since 2017-2018 to have a 30-goal season. That is right. Troy Terry scored his 30th goal of the season (laughs) just as I predicted. Well, I mean, kind of like I predicted it. I predicted 25 to 30 goals. He's at 30 goals right now. Once again, becoming the first Duck to do it since the recently departed Ricard Raquel, who did it in back-to-back seasons. Ricard Raquel had 33 goals in 2017, 34 goals in 2018. And Troy Terry could top both those numbers. And the player to do that before Ricard Raquel? None other than Corey Perry. You heard that right. Corey Perry was the previous Duck to score 30 goals in a season. He did it the year before. In fact, Corey Perry, he scored over 30 a few times. He did it in 2016, 2015, 2014, 2012, and 2011 when he scored 50 goals. And he did it also in 2009. So Corey Perry's done that a bunch of times. And another Duck that also did that a bunch of times, another Hall of Fame caliber player that you may or may not have heard of. Some guy by the name of, oh, I don't know, um, Tamu Solani. Yeah, he did this a bunch of times with the Anaheim Ducks. He did it in 2011. He did it in 2007, 2006. He did it back in 97, 98, 99 as a member of the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. So Troy Terry, that's his first of many 30-goal campaigns you Love to see it, and I love watching Troy Terry play. He's one of the most dynamic goal scorers out there. I think he could even get to 35 goals this season. I think he can get there with 17 games remaining on the schedule. So that's something that I'm more than excited about, to be honest. Yeah, once again, Troy Terry, 30-goal scorer. Congratulations to Troy Terry. Uh, One little note that I wanted to talk about before we head off And that was the upcoming schedule for the Anaheim Ducks. I did mention that it was going to be a fairly easy schedule coming up. They're playing the Chicago Blackhawks tomorrow night at the Ponda. Then they have a couple days off. Then they go up to the Shark Tank to play San Jose. Then they have another couple of days off. Then they have a back-to-back Tuesday and Thursday against the Dallas Stars. Deep in the heart of Texas. Actually, not really deep in the heart of Texas. It'll be here in Anaheim. So four games left this month and then 13 games left in the month of April. And then that will be the end of presumably the end of the season. It's not looking like they're going to make the playoffs again, but you know, it is what it is. So another tough schedule, especially mid April. That's just such a gauntlet 
that I don't think the Ducks can get through that part of the schedule, just to be honest. So that's what the Ducks have coming up. I want to talk about Troy Terry just a little bit more before we head off because, you know, I've heard some people say that he's a systematic player, that he's only part of the system. Look, Troy Terry has been more aggressive this year, okay? I mean, folks can talk all they want about, oh, how he's probably not going to, you know, carry this on season by season. Look, Troy Terry has played with a ton more confidence this season. Yes, his shooting percentage is still way up there at 21%. And that is not exactly sustainable numbers. But what I love to see is the fact that he is shooting the puck at a much higher rate. Last season, he got maybe 1.2 to 1.3 shots per game. This season, that number has gone up to 2.3. He's averaging 2.3 shots per game this season. That is by far a career high, by far the most he's had. His ice time has gone up as a result of that. But looking at most of his goals, I mean, they're really good. Just There's some power play goals in there, but there's also been a lot of great goals in the slot, being at the right place at the right time. Something that Troy Terry has improved upon this season is where he's at on the ice when he receives the puck. That's something that I've liked watching in his development. And again, he's only 24 years old. He's not even 25 yet. I'll repeat that. He's not in his prime just yet. He turns 25 on September 10th, which also happens to be my birthday. So there you go. Maybe that's another reason why kind of in the back of my mind, I'm going like, yeah, Troy Terry, favorite player. We share a birthday. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's really why. All right. Um, I think that's how we're going to end today's show. Yeah, good show. Good show, folks. Once again, thank you for your support. Thank you for your kind words. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, among others. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore ducks thank you for making this your first listen of the day and make locked on nhl your second listen of the day with sarah avampato and jess balmasto hosting western conference wednesdays so do check that out once again thank you all for your continued support it is greatly greatly appreciated for locked on anaheim ducks i'm jason jd hernandez saying have a great rest of the day please continue to be safe out there Be kind to one another and ducks fly together.